Simplified Chaos, Episode 35. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Wonderful friends, welcome to another episode of Simplified Chaos. This is Jillian, and I'm with my other co-host, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? <laughs> another great episode in the books here for you today. Jilly, what are we getting into? Today's topic is all about universal tools. So how you can have less stuff, but still do a whole lot more. Oh, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I completely misread that. I'm just kidding. I'm ready to go. Oh my I'm, God. <laughs> Jill's giving me a look. She's like, Jesus Christ. That was not cool. Nick. No, no. I kid. But no, it's going to be a great episode. I got a couple of great universal tools that I'm excited to share. But before we dive into today's topic, Jilly, I'm feeling grateful. Oh, what are you yeah. grateful for? Oh, wow. You oh, turned the tables on I me. I used, I've been asking the you a lot lately. Tables have turned. I really wish I could literally turn <clears> our table. That'd be. No, well, then that's going to screw up all the recording <laughs> the and stuff. Fall. Yeah. But anyways, I am grateful for small talk. Okay. Yeah. So today I went to one of my self-care activities, which is getting my hair cut at the QG in Baltimore, the quintessential gentleman. Mm-hmm. Shout out. And beforehand, I got there a little bit early and they have a uh, restaurant on the top floor called Clock Restoration. So I was up there just sitting at the end of the bar, um, just grabbing a old fashioned, a rye old fashioned. And the bar manager was standing next to me and he was doing some things. And for some reason, like weather got brought up and he was just telling me how they had like a party up there on the roof or on that floor. And it was just so hot. The elevator broke down. Oh my gosh. Because uh, they're right on the roof and it's an old building. So like it was just hot. But like we just started talking. And I had mentioned that I had lived in Pigtown. Um, and that we had, that we had moved out, or at least I sold my place in 2015. And he was talking about like, oh yeah, I, I thought about having some business ventures in Pigtown. And I know this is a long story, but to kind of get to the point is he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, you sold your house at a good time. He's like, I opened up a couple of businesses and this is Baltimore's had a lot of problems, uh, over the past few years. And a lot of it has resulted in a lot of people not coming into the city and spending money like they used to. So he owned a restaurant, come to find out, that Jill and I used to go to often and was one of our favorites. He owned Fork and Wrench. And so it was just kind of, you know, that small talk that got us into that conversation. And, you know, we we talked a good amount until it was time for me to get my hair cut. But, uh, you know, it was just something, you know, just being in the right place at the right time and, you know, just being willing to talk with another human being. I was going to say not getting on your phone and actually just yeah. being still be and present being open talk to, the, to the humans around you you never sure. know who you're going to talk to and their story i mean it just you know it was one of our favorite places it was the first time you had a bee's knees i believe was at fork and wrench it was, it was yeah awesome. and so I, I let them know that and that we appreciated all the good times that we had yeah. there and you know that he's doing a great job with uh the clock restoration so like shout that. out that's a good uh connection yeah moment you had that's really cool so what are you grateful for jilly 
today. It's not as exciting, but oh man, I realize that I am very fortunate and I am grateful for the healthcare we have around here in yeah. Maryland because um, I had an issue with my eye. You did. I woke up and it was like super inflamed and puffy and I was freaking out. I'm like, what the hey is going on with my eye? Same day I got into the see a doctor for my eye. Yeah. Um, then the next day I got in very quickly and saw another specialist who helped me diagnose that it was just a hair follicle infection, which I've n- never heard of. And it's brand new to me, but it's very refreshing to be able to get help so quickly from really good doctors and i don't take that for granted at all and i know there are some states where you will have a long waiting list to see a doctor and i'm just very grateful for the access we have here and the type of doctors that are in maryland yeah i mean it could have been anything from the onset of shingles to (laughs) you having a sty or or something like that and luckily it's just a What'd you say is an infected follicle? Infected, infected hair follicle. Yeah. So I mean, well. it, it could have been bad, but I mean, we were able to catch it early and, you know, kind of put you at ease and let you know that hey, it's not shingles, because uh, that yeah. would affect you, possibly Lucille. Yeah. So you know, I was I'm, about to rock an eye patch and I was gonna totally pull it off. Oh yeah, you could do it. I mean, your <laughs> your eye was almost an eye patch the way it was yeah, swollen. But it's not a very good aphrodisiac, <laughs> that's for sure. Anyways, <laughs> on to today's topic, Jilly. Yeah. What's up? All right. So I wanted to talk about this topic and I liked, I think I kind of coined the term universal tools because there are a lot of things in our house that we use for more than one purpose. And I even looked up the definition of universal and it means all embracing comprehensive. So there's a lot of things that Nick and I thought we had to have, like a special tool for doing this yeah. and a special tool for doing this. And we realized we had a lot of things that just did one purpose when we could have a lot fewer things that did more than one purpose. So when you were reflecting on this episode, where were most of those tools located? Because I have a feeling I my, most of my tools are in the same place that yours are. The kitchen. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 the one thing that came to mind, and I was I was thinking of other things throughout the house, and I just kept on going coming back to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So that's probably where you have most of your tools, where it only has one purpose and maybe just sits away 364 days a year. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, I'm I'm. Ex- and I have learned some other tools with in regards to Lucille, and yes. for those who are new, she's our 14 month old. But there's a lot of things that she uses in a variety of ways that I didn't think could happen. And it's just kind of like eye-opening that, all right, there's a lot of things you don't need either. And one thing can do a lot of different things. I mean, we're learning a lot just from her on how she's making use out of different just household items. She's so creative. She is. I love it. Yeah, it's it's cool watching that and watching her grow and develop. But um, yeah, did you want to start off with yours or do you want me to start off with mine? I'll start off with mine because... This is something, if, if you're longtime listeners to the show, you know that Jill and I love a good cocktail, <laughs> and I've been getting pretty good at making cocktails, although tonight, Jilly, we're going with a little Merlot. It's because yeah, it was open, and it was we don't open want it to go bad. It's been open for a couple of days, so we were like, you know what? Let's just crush this. I like a good Merlot, Merlot. as my dad likes yes. to call. Yes, he does. <laughs> but, uh, so, for me... I would love to have a fancy barware set 
you know, just to, to have the look to go with it. But I've realized that I don't need to have all these fancy tools in order to make banging ass cocktails. And no, I make banging ass cocktails, don't I? Uh, yeah. And you're not just saying that because you're my wife no. because they're pretty good. And no, I, they're amazing. Yeah. So I've got three things here that I am using mainly to make cocktails that I should have something else. So first thing, I'm using a protein shaker rather than a mixing glass, a shaker, and a strainer. So I've, I'm, I'm covering three things here with just a, a protein shaker. So with cocktails, you can use a mixing glass where you put the ingredients in, you throw some ice, and then you stir it. Um, shaker, everybody knows what that is. You know, you see that at most bars. They put the alcohol in one of these tin things, and they mm-hmm. shake it up. Uh, and then they have a strainer. Well, the protein shaker has all of that. It has the cap on it, and you can just open the cap just a little bit just to make sure the ice doesn't get into mm-hmm. the drink. So the protein shaker is a great universal tool for making cocktails. The second thing is I'm using a shot glass that has actually measurements on the side rather than a jigger. And a jigger is something that most bartenders have in order to um, measure the amount of alcohol going into a drink. And it's usually two-sided. Sometimes there's one-sided, but it has measurement levels within them. But the shot glass, which costs three bucks at Total Wine, has a half-ounce measurement a one ounce measurement and a one and a half ounce well, measurement. At one point, you're even using tablespoons or yes, teaspoons. Yes, I've been using. I was using tablespoons um, because those equate uh, pretty well. And I was even using just a regular shot glass. We've we've broken a lot of shot glasses. Well, not me, but people who are washing. Well, yeah, it's funny because we know when we downsized and looked through our kitchen, we realized we had a ton of shot glasses, and we're like, yeah. Nick, we're not the shot type of family. No, like, we don't need to have all no. these shot glasses. So we only kept one, and then when it broke, you had to get creative and say, yeah. okay, well now I need to configure and find out what's another tool I can use to measure and enter the tablespoon. That and yeah, it was yeah. kind of funny though that we needed to get rid of it in order to push us to find a different tool to use yeah. for it. So. The shot glasses replace the jigger. The protein uh, shakers replace the mixing glass shaker and strainer. The last thing, which I would love to have, but I don't, is a bar spoon. Those are those big spoons that twist while you're stirring the drinks. Yeah. Instead, I am using a chopstick. (laughs) Yes, you are. To stir either in the glass or within the protein shaker. And all of these tools are working just perfectly I didn't have to go, and the the ones that I'm eyeing up would probably cost you know over $150 total. You know, if I'm going to get good stuff, I'm going to get good stuff. But I realized I didn't need to spend $150 in mm-hmm. order to make a great cocktail. No, I'm not showing off to anybody. I mean, there are people who are coming over. I'm actually kind of think it's funny to show people that I can make a cocktail in these things that most people have lying around the house. I know. I think it's so cool that you have minimal equipment to make cocktails, and your cocktails taste so good. But I think sometimes you want the things because they look nice. Yeah. And I know you're all that's, about the aesthetic. That's, that's really the only reason why I want it. It's but not going to change we, just the way my cocktails taste. No, and we really like, we don't have to have it. And yes, it would be fancy to have. But really, fancy. we have things already that we can use. And you made it work. And I think that's yeah. it's like the minimal co- the minimalist cocktail set. Yeah, I see a YouTube <laughs> channel coming up. Although I would only be able to do it once. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, Jilly, yeah, what's your universal tool? Ah, uh, so I have a list of a lot, and it's funny. A lot of them have to do with the kitchen or the family room. But the first one I had is mason jars. Yes, 
because I use mason jars for everything. And we got rid of a lot of regular cups. Yes. And we've just kept mason jars because I we use them to drink out of. We use them as storage containers for like dried goods or leftovers or some kind of like oat mixture that we make for breakfast. I I use them now for soap dispensers. Yeah. Um, I've used them to hold cutlery at like when we have parties. Sure. I'll put forks in them and knives in them and I spoons. use them to make the honey syrup yes. for the cocktails. Um, I use them sometimes to hold markers or crayons. Uh, you can use them to hold toothbrushes or like a makeup brush holder, or you can use them as a, f- we have a giant one holding our flower or fake flowers as a decoration. So there are so many uses for a simple mason jar. And moonshine. <laughs> we don't make moonshine. Transporting moonshine across state line. Oh gosh. I'm kidding. That's not us. That's not us. No, it's not. But yeah, but I think that's like the ultimate universal. For our tool. friends out in the, uh, the Appalachians. Who are making moonshine. We don't have any friends. I know we don't. In the Appalachians. But maybe we have some listeners out there. Maybe. If you make moonshine, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have another tool. All right. From the kitchen. I have our wooden cutting boards. Okay. How else do we use our... So, we use them for cutting. We do? Yes. But we've used them also to present a nice charcuterie Yes, plate. we do. So that's a little fun. You know, we've we've got like three or four wooden boards. Um, last night, you served a Brooklyn bread style pizza yes. on the cutting board. And it was just something different. Rather than eating it off a plate, I was using it as a plate, the, the cutting board as yeah. a plate itself. So. I realized, why don't we just skip the second step and just cut it on the yeah. cutting board and then just eat it off the cutting board? Yeah. So I thought that was a really cool way to to get more use out of cutting boards. And, you know, we usually use cutting boards daily, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we've found different uses than just cutting. And and it's been, you know, pretty cool. You know, it actually looks really nice at a party when you have this wooden cutting board and you have your cured meats on there, your Mm -hmm. cheeses, a couple of uh, um, jams or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I also have on here um, bowls. I think a lot of times we think we have to have a specific type of bowl for mixing and I need a special bowl for prepping ingredients. And I just see a bowl as a bowl. A bowl can be used to whisk eggs in. A bowl can be used to store food in. A bowl can be used to make pancakes in. And I find that because I see a bowl as a bowl and just that, it's I am able to have less of them. So I don't need a specific small prepping bowl just to put my chopped onions in. It's like <laughs> I can use anything to put my chopped onions in. So we have less bowls because I see them that can be used for anything. We can use them to serve in. We can be use them to prep food in. It can be used to serve chips in if we have a party. Yeah. So. Because I don't just see specific bowls for specific purposes and just a bowl, it's allowed us to really cut down on space and we have less clutter in the kitchen, which makes me a lot happier. But yeah, I mean, I a bowl is a bowl is a bowl is a bowl. And bowls are good for doing <laughs> a lot of different things. Um, I also had blankets and sheets. Ooh. I was going to go there as well. Oh, well, share yours. Yeah. What do you think? So we do have a couple of blankets downstairs um, that in the wintertime, we usually keep the temperature a little cooler in the house. You know, we're usually 68 during the daytime and maybe 66 during the evening. And, you know, my philosophy is you can layer up. 
you know it's, it's a little bit different in the summertime when it's when it's hotter but in the winter time down yeah yeah <laughs> and your skibbies so you have your blankets when you're on the couch or just hanging out to, to help keep you warm but then we've you've been using them a lot outside picnicking to picnic with mm-hmm. lucille and it's not like a different and we blanket. don't need a different blanket no, no. If we have a washer and a dryer it's yeah. like why don't we just use the same blanket yeah, we don't need just... a separate one for picnicking and one Mm-mm. for keep us warm and one for whatever else we're going to use it for and to all... build forts you we... know that's awesome it's really i can't cool. wait to start building forts but we also use blankets to cover our couches for the dogs yes and those have a specific purpose but we didn't have we didn't buy a fancy uh couch cover for yeah. pets it's we like used old we just uh, comforters that we didn't yeah, yeah that we weren't using anymore and i also had sheets because um I kept telling Nick, our dogs sleep on our bed. Yeah. And can't break that habit. It's really difficult now. Oh, they're it's, they're it's, older. We're beyond beyond yeah, that part. We are. It would be a lot of work to break that habit. But I had a comforter and it just, it still has that like dog spot on. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but it just has an area that's faded because the dogs always sleep there. And I even flipped her comforter and it was nice for a while. And then that's yeah. starting to get a little wear. And I kept telling Nick, like, I need to get a new comforter. And he said, Jill, if you get a new comforter, we're going to have the same problem. So I found a solution by just putting a really decorative sheet we had in the in our closet. Yeah. It wasn't getting much use. It and now get it's use. getting use every day. And now we have this beautiful, cool tribal sheet that we just put over our comforter. So that way, if the dogs lay on it, it doesn't bother our comforter. And it covers the comforter. So no one, so we don't, I don't see it. Like, it's more like me getting bothered. No one's coming up here and right. touring her bedroom. But it bothered me that there was this, like, faded area made it look kind of, I don't know, not nice. Anyway, so it actually solved the whole problem because now I can wash this really thin sheet weekly. And it's way less chaotic than trying to put the whole comforter, comforter yeah. and washing it pain so frequently. Yeah. So now it's just the sheet is like our little dog bed cover, and it's something we had in our closet. We didn't have to go out and buy some kind of special dog bed to put on there and fix it. It was like we had it. We just had to think outside the box, and Nick had to push me to solve the problem by just being innovative. Yeah. Um, hose. Hose? The garden hose. How's the hose universal? I, I was hoping you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I'm really intrigued. <laughs> so obviously, jump rope <laughs> to do what it needs to do when it comes to watering the lawn or yeah. washing the car or filling up the baby pool. Okay. You know? But you can also use a hose to do an outline for a garden. Oh. So you just basically, you know how most gardens, you know, aren't straight lines or anything like that. You want some kind of curvature in it yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You can take a hose and outline where you want a garden, you know, if you want to dig up some grass or whatever. Hmm. And then that way you can play around with it because it's obviously it's flexible shit. Yeah. You know, so you can play around with the design until you have something that you like. And then you just take the, I think it's a spay and, you know, put it in the ground right in front of the hose. And then you've got yourself a nice little straight line and design. And it's really cool. Well, now that you said that, it you don't makes, have to go out and buy anything crazy. No, but it makes me think that you could kind of use that for like stenciling, like in the driveway. If Lucille wanted to use the hose to make different shapes or things, sure. you could use chalk and like trace it like. Now yeah. I'm like really 
oh, how else can we use the hose? Right? Yeah, you cool. you looked at me like garden hose. I know. Now I'm really intrigued. Yeah. Like, how else can I use? But, the I mean, hose? it's a flexible thing, and you know, if you wanted to make a you know a nice looking uh, you know garden, you know, and mulch it out and everything like cool. that. Yeah, I like that. Nick. Saw it on this old house. I don't. I don't know what that is. Oh man, is that a YouTube thing? No. Well, it is now, but I mean, it used to be on like PBS. I didn't or really. public television. Oh, I never yeah. saw that. Sorry. Bob Vila. <laughs> Do you know Bob Vila? If he's on the show, then no, because I just said I've never seen it. Oh man. You really don't listen to it. No, but I, I can't believe you've never heard of this old house. But Why maybe it's always, because I grew up in a you family ask me of a boys. question, and then I'm like, no, I don't understand. But then you still ask me <laughs> more about the same thing, and it's like, did you not hear me the first time? I like pushing time? your buttons a little bit. Man, I don't want to push my buttons tonight, babe. Oh yeah. Pushing all, all right. buttons, babe. Isn't that like a pussy dog? Song? Pussy dog, Jesus. Pussy, pussy cat, cat dolls. Pussy cat dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. No more. No more. No more button pushing. It's loosened up my buttons. Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting way off track here. It's your fault. What's your next one? Um, washcloths or small towels. You're a towel. Is that a South Park thing? Yeah. <laughs> I, good, I got that. You got that. Um, so we use washcloths for so many things. Yes. I bought washcloths to use as cloth napkins. Uh, we have washcloths that we actually use as washcloths. Yes. We have washcloths that we use for uh, cleaning. Mm-hmm. I use like paper it, towels. Uh, yeah, we use them in replace of paper towels because we don't use paper towels here. And that took a while to get used to, I did. must say. But it now a, it's not even like I'm not searching for the paper towels anymore. Like you go through a period of detox yes, where you have to get used tough. to the habit of using paper towels, and once you get through it, it's now it's become second nature, and it's like Lucille's going to grow up knowing that yeah, that's going to be what we do. We use towels we and use towels and cloth to yeah. clean up messes, and I use washcloths to clean the windows, to clean the mirrors. To clean anything, to clean yeah. messes, to clean spills. Like, that's what we do. Yeah. I think we have a roll of paper towels around just for, you know, those An things. An emergency. That, yeah, emergency situations. More for my mom. But, yeah. But, I mean, we don't really reach for that either. Mm-mm. Don't miss that at all. And now I use a single washcloth, and I fold it in half, and that's what I put our toothbrushes on. Yeah, we got rid of the nasty-ass uh toothbrush holder because yeah. they're just a pain in the ass to clean and it's just one more thing you have yeah. to clean and now it's just i'll take the washcloth i'll throw it in the wash and replace it with another one and then yeah. i'll put it right back underneath yeah. the toothbrushes and it's making my life a little bit easier it took me a while to get used to that too but i dig it nice glad yeah, yeah. what else you got there jilly all right i also have I'm diving into lucille stuff after oh cool yeah. um well I have glass picture frames because we use them for more than just framing pictures. Oh, that's true. We use them as a dry and race board that we put in our kitchen for making lists for shopping, making lists for our meal plans. Designated meal nights. Yes. So it's such an easy thing. For some reason, we still have tons of frames. I think my sister and I had this kick where we would go to Home Goods and just buy all of you these frames. You guys had frames, and then you had a million like glass vases as well. I know. So we are slowly getting rid of them and finding them a new home or re-gifting them. And they're brand new, and they're beautiful frames. But we just had so many because 
you just see all these cute frames when you're out shopping all the time and you just want them and want them and want them. But now that I'm not out shopping anymore, it's we're finally able to get rid of them and find good homes. And some of them have made really cute gifts and they've yeah. made nice white, white one, wipe off boards. I will say that, you know, as we get into this part of the episode, you're more the creative one when it comes to finding different ways to use things. Um, and I, th- I feel like what you've done with the, the frames has, has been great, you know, especially like with the designated meal nights, you know, just coming in or waking up in the morning and be like, oh, it's Wednesday. What are we what's on the chart there? And, you know, just knowing what's going to be for dinner. And it makes <laughs> things, I'm sure, a lot easier for you or for whoever is cooking the meal. So the importance of a visual is yeah. mind blowing. Oh, it's crazy. Like just being able to see it and just helps remind you that's what's happening today. Yeah. Makes me feel a little bit saner. Yeah. For me, it's like, ooh, it's pizza night. <laughs> Wednesday's my favorite. Yeah, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> um, I also had one more thing on here. I had all-purpose cleaner. Yes, all-purpose cleaner is a must. For some reason, uh, growing up, I thought you had to have a specific cleaner for specific things. Like I would have Windex for windows and mirrors, and there was Comet for toilets that my mom would use, and... There was something else she would use to clean the floors, but I realized that we don't need all of these separate different cleaners. No. Now that we're more natural-ish, it's like I can use the one cleaner to clean the sinks, to clean the toilets, to clean the shower, to clean the tile, to clean the floor, to clean the windows, to clean the mirrors. It's just insane how now we really just use very, very few products to clean anything and everything in our home. And like you said, they're all eco-friendly. You know, they've been tested, um, you know, not using the same amount of chemicals that some yeah. of these other brands are using. And they do a great job. Yeah. And like you said, there's no really need to buy a specialty, you know, Windex or, or whatever. You know, it's, it's just funny. That was the norm growing yeah. up. So I thought that's well, what you had to do. Did. But Well, that also that made it yeah. a lot easier for us to transfer our, what I would like to call our household chemicals chemicals um you know up into that upper cabinet so that lucille has free reign of the lower cabinets and can pull out whatever she wants to pull out and play with yeah we had so many different types of cleaners before and now that we've kind of condensed it to one or two or three it makes it a lot easier to store them in a smaller cabinet and out of the way so yeah yeah and like we alluded to earlier you lucille has found pretty much anything within reach of her as a universal tool and it's become a toy. And, you know, it's just really been great seeing her like just play with the, um, you know, the pot tops or whatever, what are the The lids? lids, Yeah. yeah. You know, just pulling those out and, and just playing with whatever, like she's got bowls that she'll clap together and make noise. And, and, you know, she's starting to learn that things go in a bowl and everything like that. So, She's taking these things and, you know, not only is she using them as a toy, but she's learning how to use them as well. So mm-hmm. she's taking everything that's within her reach and making it a universal tool, whether it's used for the right purpose or not. She's at least exploring with them. Well, it's funny because she has three silicone spoons and she does use them to feed herself and we use them to feed her too. Yeah. But now Lucille will use it as a toy. Just, she likes having something in her hand. So Mm -hmm. we'll bring it to restaurants and she'll just use it to bang and like drum or she lately she's been teething. So she uses it just to have and chew. Like we don't need all these special teething mitts and teething toys. It's she's getting the same use out of any of those just with one tool. And 
she loves it. It's something that she's familiar with and it's something small that I can pack with us. Like we just went to the pool the other day and I brought the spoon because I know she loves the spoon. (laughs) So the whole time she's in the pool, she has her spoon in her hand and it doesn't leave her hand. And we were visiting my aunt and my aunt was like, you know, where, where are her buckets and all of her pool toys? And I said, you know, we, we don't need them. And she gave me this look. What do you mean she doesn't need them? And I said, Lucille just likes observing and using what she has around her and just, yeah, she's really intrigued with people and she doesn't need all of these distractions and things to entertain her that we think we need to give them. Like, it's okay if they have nothing to do. It's fine. I think we're so used to pacifying ourselves when we have downtime or quote unquote boredom that we think we have to do that to our kids too, but it's not our job to entertain our kids. It's our job to teach them what the real life is like. Right. What I really like, and I know this is a little off the topic, but like we really don't give her anything while she's in the backseat in her car seat. No, we don't. (laughs) I just see her looking around and observing. And when I was young, um, you know, obviously we didn't have the distractions that we have today with, you know, a lot of the technology and stuff. I, I mean, by four years old, I could tell you how exactly how to get to my grandmother's house in Pennsylvania like in Pittsburgh from Baltimore. Like I can tell you every turn where we were going and whatnot. And I feel like it's because, you know, we didn't have too many things in the car. And so we would observe, we would look at things. I actually had this one game. It was like, um, like it was like observing bingo. Like you'd have to look out the car and observe. And then if you saw like a truck or you saw a rabbit or something like that, you would then. It kind of gamifies. Yeah. Gamified like like, traveling and being on the road. Which I thought was really cool. But you know, we, we don't, you know, Give her too much in the car. No, we. If anything at all. If anything, it's her water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and her water bottle also serves as a teething toy because it's got that rubber silicone. Yeah. Nipple thing. She. Universal tool. <laughs> yup. Any other tools, Jilly? So I only had two more things, and okay. it was just in clothing, and I can be really quick with oh, it. Oh, do it. So I recently bought. Well, I've been shopping a lot more intentionally, but I recently bought these pants from Athleta, and this is not like an advertisement for them at all. But they are like high-waisted elastic band and they cuff at the bottom. But I loved them because not only are they black and they're comfortable, but I can wear them to work. I can wear them hiking. I can wear them around the house. Hell, I could even wear them to a date night. Like they're one of those pants that I could see myself using for a lot of different purposes. And now that's kind of how I shop when it comes to clothing. I want to look at clothing. I want to make sure can I wear this to work and can I wear this, you know, on the weekends? And if it's a yes and it fits me really good, I'm like, awesome. I really don't tend to buy things just for one specific purpose anymore because I realized that when I did that, I would wear it once and then it would just sit in my closet. And that's not really smart shopping. So universal tools is also how I think about my wardrobe and it's become more of a universal wardrobe as well. So check out our wardrobe episode. We definitely dive into that a lot more. Yes, we do. Awesome. So Jilly, you had one more or that was it? I was just going to mention my bobs that are like Tom's. I think it's part of your wardrobe, but yeah. 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 I wear them with dresses. I wear them with pants. I wear them on date nights. I wear them with everything. So they definitely have more than one purpose. Yeah. And I'm, they're actually a toy for Lucille's. Well. I'm the same thing with shoes. Like I have very minimal amount of shoes and find different ways to use them for both work and in uh, just everyday life. Word. Yeah. Yeah. So what resources do we have for our lovely listeners? So I found this resource and it was 101 new uses for everyday things. It was a blog post. Nice. I'm not going to name all of them because obviously that's a lot. Just a few of your favorites. Yeah. Just hearing the the number 101 kind of like, wow, that's 
That's a lot, but yeah, a lot of Dalmatians. It. I'm just gonna name a few, and it's funny because all of these blogs that had to do with more than one uses of things, it all had to do with from the kitchen as well. Yeah, I feel like that's the big spot. So this is something different. It's not necessarily um, a tool we mentioned, but it's like an ingredient: olive oil. Ooh, extra so, virgin. <laughs> just said olive oil. Got it. Um, it said. There's, so there's 10 different ways we can use olive oil. And I didn't even know some of these. So we can use olive oil to shave. Interesting. Which I kind of want I may wanna... have to give that a shot. Yeah. Uh, we can use olive oil to shine stainless steel. You can remove eye makeup with olive oil. You can prevent wax from sticking to a candle holder, which I, I don't think we have problems with. But no, no. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Um, you can care for your pet by adding a teaspoon to your cat's food to help prevent hairballs. Wow. Yeah. This is proven science. <laughs> <laughs> you can dig deeper. We'll put the link okay. in the show notes. You can moisturize your cuticles by sp- applying a small amount on your nail beds. Your hands are always manicured. Maybe you should try that. I might have to do that, but I I'm You were a hand model back in the day. Hands. <laughs> yeah, I was. True story. My, my hands are all over the internet. They, they are. You can George treat... George Costanza. <laughs> Zoolander. That's all I think yeah. of is David Duchovny. Yeah. I was a hand model. <laughs> um, you can treat dry skin by just rubbing a thin layer over your skin after a shower or after waxing. You can unstick a zipper. So if you use uh-huh. a Q-tip and apply a drop to lubricate the teeth of the zipper, avoiding the fabric, it says the zipper should move up and down freely. Good to know. That's very good to know. If Lucille ever gets a stuck yeah. zipper, because I know I'm constantly doing that at school. <laughs> you can dust wooden furniture. If you apply a small amount of olive oil to a cloth and you wipe. Interesting. When you think about it, we did use an oil to wipe our banister the yeah. other day. I, I can see how olive oil could do just as good. And the last thing they had is you can silence squeaky doors with olive oil lubricate the hinges wait 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 oh you want me to get rid of my wd-40 i'm just telling you we should try it out okay i really like WD wd olive oil <laughs> <laughs> extra virgin extra virgin but yeah i just thought it'd be fun to give you a snippet of just how one tiny thing can yeah. have so many uses if we just do some digging and if we just give some creativity to it that was very eye-opening I thought so. I, I about half of those I didn't even actually probably more than half. I didn't know that you could do that. Awesome. So, what is our take action challenge for our listeners? So, your take action challenge is to, if you have a problem or something in your home, instead of reacting to that impulse to buy something to fix it, look around your home. Yes. And see what you have, and use what you have to solve it you know what spot usually is the best spot and every household has one of these the junk drawer more than likely you can find something you need in the junk drawer well i just heard a scary (laughs) statistic too that the average american has like three hundred thousand items and things in their home get the hell out of three hundred thousand Maybe it could be another challenge to go around and count how many things you you have but yeah if you think about all of the things we have you have to own something to solve the problem. You don't have to go out and buy it and get that hit of dopamine. You have yeah. it. Use that protein shaker. 
Exactly. <laughs> awesome. So, what is our quote of the day, Jilly? The quote of the day is by Robert T. Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki, what's up? <laughs> Doing more and more with less and less is one form of being generous. In fact, the easiest way to become rich is by being generous. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Generosity pays itself uh, back like tenfold. And so, it doesn't take much effort either. So be generous to yourself, to your family, to your friends, and you don't need all of it. Yeah. This is good stuff, Jilly. Do more with less. Yes. We always yeah. say that. Anyways, it was lovely chatting with you folks. We hope you enjoyed this episode this week. If you like what you hear, you know, please give us a review and let us know or let people know how much you like the podcast. It really helps us reach a larger audience. And we will talk to you guys again next week. See you later, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you liked today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us or want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K. Or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you.